Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we are continuing our read through uh, the Bible in a year devotional series. Uh, we are, are very deep into the New Testament. We're going to complete uh, the very brief, very short epistle uh, written by Peter, First uh, Peter, and we're going to look at chapters 3, 4, and 5 uh, today. If you've got a Bible and you can open it, open it to First uh, Peter chapter 3, and our emphasis will be in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Uh, like the Apostle Paul in both Ephesians and Colossians, uh, the Apostle Peter uh, Christianizes uh, what uh, might be called a household code. How should homes operate effectively but for the glory of God? What are the New Testament principles for living uh, within the home? And he outlines them there, and he's very consistent uh, with what we know the Apostle Paul wrote for us in Ephesians and Colossians. And then he speaks to the reality of suffering in this world, suffering for the cause of Christ, and that in some sense uh, God has entrusted uh, this suffering to us, that uh, we shall make him uh, known and shall, uh, shall glorify him in our difficulties. And then a, a word uh, to those that would shepherd, to those that would pastor there in uh, chapter 5. And then again, a final greeting uh, to uh, those to whom Peter wrote. So uh, let's look at chapter 5, and we'll read verses 1 through 11. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, uh, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, clothe yourselves, all of you with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, certainly a word uh, to those who lead, uh, again, elders, uh, and those who follow uh, elders in the church. The interesting thing about this passage, that all three words that refer uh, to this office that we typically refer to as the pastor or the preacher are, are used uh, here uh, in this context. Uh, the word shepherd is uh, the Greek poimen. Uh, the, the, uh, we see in verse 2 the uh, call to oversight is a translation, is the noun form of, uh, or excuse me, the verb form of episkopos. And so uh, that's utilized there. And then uh, in verse 1, elders is the word presbyteros. And so, uh, again, I'm, I'm deeply convinced there are really not three offices uh, in terms of leadership of the church and outside of the church, but one. And these three terms characterize the different components of the different uh, roles that a pastor plays. And we are 
indeed under shepherds. We are not, it's, the flock is not our flock. We are under the chief shepherd, stewards of his flock, and will indeed give an account uh, for how we have uh, dispatched our duties of shepherding the people of God, of, of preaching and teaching and leading and feeding and doing all these things uh, that we are called upon uh, to do. And of course, there's the call to the church uh, to give heed uh, to the work of these elders. And then, once again, uh, we are to be humble, humble ourselves before God. And like, like Paul and others, uh, we're not to be anxious uh, that, that God uh, has cared for us. He will care for us. And so we need to just cast our anxieties upon Him, rest in Him. Uh, a word important word, we're to be sober-minded. Uh, I think that's a great word uh, in, in the frivolity and the frivolousness of our day that we are to look at things soberly and we're to be aware that we have a great enemy and he is powerful and he is always looking and he's looking so many times at the church seeking to uh, get those uh, on the peripheral or the perimeter of the church and grab them and seize them and bring uh, destruction. And so he is ever the roaring lion. And so we need to be mindful of Satan and his schemes to oppose and afflict uh, the church, uh, its people, and its work. And yet this great promise uh, that indeed in this life we're going to suffer, uh, that is a word found consistently through the New Testament. Uh, any uh, pastor or any book uh, that says that uh, the Christian life is all about uh, success and happiness and prosperity and health and wealth. Uh, they're lying to you. Uh, that is uh, what Jesus said that they hated him first. What Jesus said that persecution came to him, they will persecute you. That in this world, you're going to know trouble. In this world, sorrows will come. But take heart that Jesus Christ has overcome the world for us. And so indeed, we're going to suffer in this life. By its very definition, life in this world is a life of suffering simply because we're not in the presence of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that, that any absence of the fullness of His glory is in some sense suffering. And so that suffering will end one day when we see Him in His glory. And so He will indeed restore and confirm and strengthen and establish us and this word of doxology to Him. He, he is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. He rules over all right now, right in this place, in every place. He is the King. And we confess that it is our desire that that dominion be fully experienced and expressed in all places, in all people, at all times. And so what a great word uh, to end on. What a great reminder uh, to the church uh, that the gospel will endure. It will always be proven powerful. And the church will be alive and well at the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that this is a blessing to your day and look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.